At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Hour number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross and outside Wes Reynolds. We are here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. We talked about the Thursday matchups, and really, you look at it in the Sweet 16, and it's heavyweights everywhere. Right? Michigan's an 11 seed. We know how good Michigan is. They were top five preseason uh, before really starting to figure it out again. Now, when you look at the Friday matchups, in the Sweet 16, we do have Cinderella, and that's where she pops in here, and that would be the 15th seed, St. Peter's, against Purdue. Now, it's lopsided, and you can understand why when you look at a preflop and you go, wow, well, Purdue's going to be the overwhelming favorite. They are. It was 12 where it opened. It's been bet up a little bit here to 12 and a half as we sit here on a Tuesday, and the pregame total now about 136. Look, who doesn't love what's been happening at St. Peter's and what they've been able to do in the first two rounds. But I wonder now if Purdue, because look, I said this and I tweeted this out like in, in five years, we're going to look back and go, when Purdue goes to the final four, yeah, well, they had Jaden Ivey. I mean, that's a good singular player. They have a dynamic player here and a pretty good balanced team. Is this too much now for the 15th seed to keep this Cinderella run going? I think it is. And uh, going back to Sunday when Purdue did beat Texas, I know a lot of the consensus out there was what, what was it? 46. Oh, the free throw discrepancy shot attempts. But I got to say this and look, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. All of us, you, I, everybody listening, we've all had wagers that we don't win that we 
either fairly or unfairly blame the officiating. We all do it. So I'm not mad at the Texas backers that are like, hey, we didn't get a fair shake. But if you really watched the flow of the game and you watched how the matchup was, yeah. Texas does not have a seven foot four guy, <laughs> nor a six foot ten guy. And Purdue has both a seven foot four Edie and a six ten Travion Williams. So what did Purdue elect to do? Power is a smart enough coach. Hey, I'm gonna get my big guys touches inside every single time down the floor, and this team is going to foul because they can't match up sides wise. And that's why you saw that. So, you know, I kind of, you know, push back a little bit on the consensus and the cacophony of, oh man, it was just unfair officiating. There's been bad officiating in this NCAA tournament. Hopefully it doesn't continue for this second weekend and then on to the final four. But I don't think that that was really a case for that. I just think that, look, uh, you know, Zach Eady got in the post and there was contact and the officials blew the whistle. And if they're doing that against Texas, what is St. Peter's going to do? They just don't have the size necessarily to match up. Now, 12 and a half, I don't care who it is, is a big number mm-hmm. to lay in the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. But I think, look, the the bracket and the draw finally has opened up for Purdue. It's like Purdue always runs against that one opponent that just stands in their way and they can't get by them. But this is the best opportunity Purdue has had to make the Final Four. They have not made the Final Four since 1980. Uh, a young uh, baby Wes Reynolds, by the way, was in attendance for that Final Four at Market Square Arena. Come on. My, uh, my father and my grandfather is a young toddler who had no idea who was playing or what was going <laughs> on. They just couldn't get anybody to watch me, so they took me to the Final Four. Thanks, uh, Dad and Granddad, but... Yeah, Purdue has not been to that Final Four since 1980, and they were the team. They were the first future, I bet, 25-1, to 1, and I was like, oh, gosh, man, I'm not – because everybody's like, are you still confident in Purdue? I was like, I don't know because of their defense, and they really struggle in kind of the ball screen coverage, and I think they absolutely miss uh, their their assistant, uh, Steve Lutz, who's now the head coach at, Cor- at Corpus Christi, mm-hmm. who made the NCAA tournament. He was like their defensive coordinator, and they have not adjusted. you got guys that really struggled – guard off the dribble like Eric Hunter Jr., Sasha Stefanovic, but the reason why they play those guys because those guys are very good three-point shooters, so they've created some offense or defense, but in terms of what I saw out of Purdue, aside from, you know, smartly getting the big guys' touches, I do like the fact that Jaden Ivey was very engaged. I think in that game, uh, still can get a little loose with the basketball, but he can still make some athletic plays that Purdue hadn't had a guy to be able to do in many years. Uh, one thing that's going to have to happen, maybe not necessarily in this game, but in an Elite Eight matchup against North Carolina or UCLA, and or UCLA, I should say, Sasha Stefanovic is going to have to knock down some yep. threes. He was a little bit out of sorts, I think, in that Texas game. He's got an injury to his pinky, though, so that's probably given him a problem. But the offense becomes more deadly if Purdue is getting to the foul line, and that's what you worry about. St. Peter's, uh, one thing that I will say for them, and I said it even before the Kentucky matchup, even though, look, I'm going to be honest, I did not anticipate that they were going to knock out Kentucky. I had Kentucky winning the whole thing, uh, so nevertheless, my bracket went up in smoke uh, the first night, but when you look at St. Peter's, you don't ordinarily see a team that rates fifth in effective field goal percentage nationally that's a 15 seed, 28th in adjusted 
to defensive efficiency. Really good defense. Shaheen Holloway has done a tremendous mm-hmm. job with these guys. Uh, but now – when you're a team that doesn't get a lot of attention, and look, I listened and, and watched some uh, different media yesterday. Shaheen Holloway must have did about 8 million interviews yesterday because that's what happens. You, become you should. A, you become a national story. And look, you want to put yourself out there. You want to put your program out there. But that changes because you're used to being just little St. Peter's in Jersey City that the national media doesn't, doesn't know exists or nor cares about. And now they care about you because you're the one real Cinderella standing in this NCAA tournament. But I just think that they're, they're just going to be outsized here and outmanned in this game. And also the fact that Shaheen Holloway, now that the Seton Hall job is open, where Shaheen Holloway played his college he basketball, like is that a distraction? That's a, that's an absolute fit. That should be a no brainer. Right? It's like, you don't need a search firm for that one. Uh, he's absolutely the guy they should hire in place of uh, Kevin Willard, who's now uh, taking the Maryland job. But does that become a distraction? Because you know, okay, they're going to be asked about it. Mm-hmm. People are going to be talking about it. And he wants to focus on this game and do his team a service here. But they're just too much up against it here against Purdue. I'm with you. I think the 12 and a half, anytime you get to this stage of the NCAA tournament, it's just a huge number to cover. I do like the total, though, mm-hmm. 136 right now, because you look at it, both these teams, I don't know how you're going to stop Purdue. Yeah. I think they're going to get their points at will. And St. Peter's is not afraid, as Shaheen Holloway told you. We're from Jersey, we're from New York City. You think we're scared of anything? They're going to come out and get everything they got. So to me, and, and this Purdue's got like, and Purdue's got to be ready for that too, because yeah. I think Purdue recognizes and they're hearing all the speculation. Even though you got two blue bloods on the other end of that of that Sweet 16 with North Carolina and UCLA, this is open for Purdue. So. Does the pressure get to him? That's, it's like this is the best opportunity we've had to make a final. Four and now you can beat. You got to beat a 15 seed. Yeah. I mean that's what they're thinking yeah. right now. Now you so, and I both have them in the futures market. Yeah. Uh, by the way, and I grabbed them at five to one pre-flop to to get to the final four. Now they're minus money, small money to get to the final four. And I know you got a really good ticket at 25 to one. When do you consider the hedge if you're a Purdue backer? And you, Probably the elite ed. I wouldn't hedge here. That, I think they're going to win. I don't know if they're going to cover this big number of 12 and a half, but. I think you hedge maybe in the Elite Eight because you do have uh, two, uh, two of the top five great programs in college basketball in North Carolina oh, yeah. and UCLA. They can match you with athletes. So that's probably where I'll do a little hedge. All right, let's talk about the next game here. And this has gotten much more intriguing to me. And, again, I have Kansas going to the Final Four because I looked at the bracket and I went, boy, this, this should have been the, the Gonzaga bracket. That's the one Kansas got. Now, as a four-seed Providence, and Ed Cooley's bunch comes in here, and now all of a sudden I see the number, I believe it's come down just a little bit, open around eight, and now down to seven and a half. So Providence starting to finally get some respect mm-hmm. from the betting market, and I wonder where this, where, there's, where this number will go. But, Wes, I think there's danger in, for Kansas in this game here because Providence has been one of the more disrespected programs, the quote-unquote lucky program in the yeah. NCAA tournament. And, and they are really embracing that, you know, the fact that they're number one in the luck in terms of Ken Pomeroy mm-hmm. and, and all of that stuff. So they're totally embracing that, and I think that that's the right way for Ed Cooley and his guys to play it. But, look, credit to them. They're in the Sweet 16, and, you know, and, and I think they earned their way there. They were, they were the kind of trendy upset pick to be upset in the first round by South Dakota State, and then they were only laying like three, three and a half to a, to a 12 seed in Richmond, but now they're here. So, you know, as long as you're here, you've got a chance, but this is where I think that, that they're going to go out. I could see them giving a scare, but I ain't Kansas. What I saw on Saturday, I don't know if that is a sell spot for these guys, but they couldn't get away from Creighton. 
Mind you, Creighton, by the way, only played six guys mm-hmm. because Ryan Nemhard, their point guard, was out as of like two and a half, three weeks ago, broke his wrist in the St. John's game. And then Ryan Kalkbrenner, their 7-1 big man that's really the cornerstone of their defense, tore his knee in the first round game against San Diego State, so he was out for the season. And yet? But, but yet Kansas couldn't get away from him. And that's why I was saying if Kansas doesn't win this game, this is a worse loss for Bill Self in the NCAA tournament than losing in the first round of Bucknell, right. than losing in the first round to Bradley. So, uh, you know, Kansas does have a little bit of defensive issues. They're struggling to defend the post. They surrender a lot of open looks from behind the arc. But Kansas offensively, really good in transition. Now, is that enough to overcome the other side? I think seven is about the right number. If I had to, I would bet the Jayhawks, though. Yeah, it's very interesting. You know, we talk about brackets from the beginning that have opened up and and how maybe it's opening up a little bit for Purdue in their skins. I mean, Kansas, this is a Creighton team that was decimated by injury and their life and death in that one, but they do get through. And now you look at Providence and you might say, well, this is maybe the weakest four seed that you have out there. So really if Kansas, you look at their number here and again, we'll get to their championship odds here, plus 450, but final four odds, they're actually uh, more heavily favored than Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Minus 175, yeah, because, and the Zags are minus 165. Well, and I think because the draw, we knew going into the NCAA tournament, okay, which number one seed probably has the easiest draw, and it looked to be Kansas in the Chicago region. Look, you get the quote-unquote lucky Providence Friars here, and if their luck runs out, look at who Kansas has in the Elite Eight. You're either going to get an 11 seed in mm-hmm. Iowa State or a 10 seed in Miami. Unbelievable. Now, everybody's dangerous here in the Sweet 16. You make that second weekend, you've got a little bit of danger to you, but those are teams that Kansas should beat. So they have the easiest path, I still think, remaining to the Final Four in New Orleans. Tend to agree with you there. When we come back, we'll talk about that uh, Iowa State against Miami game, and also Blue Bloods, UNC, UCLA. Buckle up, kids. That's going to be potentially a really good Sweet 16 matchup. So come on back. We'll talk about that. Some championship odds as well. It is the Lombardi line right here on VC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before you make your next college basketball bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every single game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over-unders and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Com. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN. And with all due respect to Tom Selleck, let's talk about some blue bloods. North Carolina, <laughs> UCLA, and I mean, look, just when you, it is royalty in college basketball. And I know that UNC maybe is not the same UNC that we're accustomed to, but UCLA, all of a sudden, what Mick Cronin did last year, and what Mick Cronin's doing again this year is they went all the way to the Final Four and again came so oh so close to beating Gonzaga in a great overtime game in the national semifinal a year ago. What do we make? Because, you know, UCLA, it feels like, yeah, they're the four, UNC's the eight, they're the small favorite here. I still feel like people aren't trusting fully this UCLA team. Is there reason for concern here that maybe this is where – the the, uh, the the rubber hits the road. Well, could very well could be because I think this North Carolina team is a lot different than the one earlier in the season. And I got to give uh, I want to give Hubert Davis some credit here because Hubert Davis, you know, they were doing a lot of that drop coverage and whatnot, giving up a lot of open shots. And if you watch Carolina, even the really good Carolina teams, mm-hmm. well, under Rory Williams. Very hit and miss defensively. Look, they like to be up-tempo. Yeah. They like to get out in transition. 31st in adjusted tempo this year. Transition, open threes, get the defense kind of scattered and all over the place. And that's what they like to do. And the defense for North Carolina was not very good early in the season. Gave up 93 to Purdue. Gave up 89 to Tennessee. Even against, like, low to mid-major teams, they gave up 87 to Brown. They gave up 83 to the College of Charleston. They so. lost to 
to Pittsburgh at home. Yes, yes, absolutely. So it's like, okay, who saw this coming when they were like 14-point favorites or something in that game and they lost to Pittsburgh at home? But the defense has gotten better, I will say, over the last several games because I think what Hubert Davis is trying to do, he's running guys off these screens, you know, and trying to blow up these screens Mm -hmm. up at the top so they don't get killed in high ball screen action. And I thought the defense was pretty solid against Baylor. They held Baylor to under one point per possession, barely under it at .99. But look, Carolina, they had a 25-point lead. Baylor makes a run. Baylor didn't pack it in, credit to them. But Carolina also didn't go away in overtime because that's what we always see with an underdog. Not that they were a big underdog. I think they were getting five and a half. That's what I took. And they didn't go away, and they found a way to go ahead and finish off Baylor. I know that was a Baylor team that had some injuries and they've been dealing with them all year, but that's still a one seed that you knocked out of the tournament. One of the things I like about North Carolina, they don't give you a lot of second chance opportunities. Mm -hmm. They're second best in the country in terms of giving up the fewest offensive rebounds. This is not a team that pressures a lot in the backcourt necessarily, so they're not going to force a lot of turnovers, but... So UCLA maybe can get into that little mid-range game that uh, they've been able to do pretty deadly so far this year. But all the like the power rating guys say that this is a four-point game, and the odds makers tell you it's two, two and a half. I'd like to see if I can get a little bit more. But I think uh, I think the odds makers are kind of telling you maybe they lean a little bit North Carolina here. Now this is a UCLA team that returned all five starters mm-hmm. from a Final Four team that was a Jalen Suggs buzzer beater away from being in the national championship game against the aforementioned Baylor Bears. But uh, UCLA, I I give them credit for what they did against St. Mary's because I thought St. Mary's was going to be able to run their offense on these guys. They could not. not. They absolutely could not. 72 to 56. And, uh, you know, maybe St. Mary's also just ran a little bit out of talent because UCLA did look a little vulnerable in the first game against Akron because Mm -hmm. John Gross was able to slow that down to a crawl And if it wasn't for UCLA just having enough guys to make a run, I think it was like a 13-2 run at the end of the game, UCLA would have been home after round one. But Carolina, nevertheless, is not going to do that. They are not going to try to slow this game to a crawl. They're going to say, hey, we got just as good, if not better athletes and dudes than those guys. So, yeah, they will run. And I think they want to run more than UCLA wants to run. So whoever dictates tempo is going to win this game because I think Mick Cronin, even though he's got good talent, would like to slow it down a little bit. But – I lean right now North Carolina getting two and a half. You may see some threes as you get closer to game time, but uh, I think this is open for North Carolina. I was very impressed with what I saw. And again, Brady Manick's going to have to be the best player on the floor for North Carolina to win. He's been a revelation for them since transferring uh, over from uh, Oklahoma. You look at the uh, futures board here for both these teams now. And UCLA, and I mentioned earlier that you could still get Duke at a pretty good number. How about UCLA? You could still get them 18 to 1. Mm-hmm. to cut down the nets here. I mean, that's that's still impressive to get them 2-1 to one, uh, to make the Final Four. So, again, when you mentioned that they return everybody uh, from that Final Four team a year ago, if you're still looking for plus money yeah. and long-shot odds, 18-1 to one for a team that did it a year ago uh, to get to the national semifinal and, and to cut down the nets this year, that feels like value to well, me. Well, one thing for the Bruins to keep in mind is uh, keep an eye on the status of Jaime Yaquez's yeah. ankle. He's kind of the two-way guy, their two-way defender and offensive guy and get those mid-range, you know, old man game type of shots. Uh, UCLA also 
have been experimenting with the different lineup, uh, what they call like the death D lineup when they put <laughs> big guy Miles Johnson, who was a Rutgers transfer, Jaden Clark and Peyton Watson in there. That's what made it so tough for St. Mary's to score. They're not the primary offensive players, but that's what shut down St. Mary's. So we'll see how often Cronin goes that lineup. Cronin clearly has the experience edge over Hubert Davis, but I often say – I know we get asked that all the time. I do think coaching is very hard to handicap in the NCAA tournament just because of the randomness mm-hmm. of the whole thing. And, and you know, the fact that there's luck involved. Every single team gets luck involved. And I talked about with Purdue with the draw opening up. I go back to uh, uh, my boyhood team and my alma mater, the Indiana Hoosiers, 1981. They got lucky because the best team in the country that year, DePaul, got upset by St. Joseph. So Indiana got it to play them up. in the Final Four. So you, I don't care how great of a team you have, you are always going to need at least a little bit of luck to go your way. It, it is interesting that you bring up coaching, and then I want to go to the next matchup for that. And that's why I love this Miami Hurricane team in the first couple rounds is because of their coach, Jim Laranega had the good fortune of covering him back in his George Mason days when they went all the way to the Final Four. And I, and I looked at that team, the guard play that they have there, and I felt like, boy, you know, I, I like them against SC, Moneyline. They come out and, and win that game in a close one, and then they just absolutely run over Auburn in that second half, the two seeds, so they're gone. And now Miami comes in against Iowa State. And look, I get it, it's a 10-11 matchup, but Miami doesn't feel like a 10 to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Iowa State does feel like an 11 to me. They want to they want to slow you down. They want to play a rock fight. Wisconsin was was happy to oblige, and Iowa State won that rock fight there. What do you make of the matchup here? Because, again, stylistically, Miami wants to get up and down user guards. Iowa State wants to slow it down. If you look at the team's resumes, I think Iowa State's is probably better when you look at their early season. Beat Xavier, beat Memphis, beat Creighton on the road, beat Iowa. Really good non-conference wins. Also beat Texas in league play, beat Texas Tech, beat TCU, beat Oklahoma. So you look, they played in the toughest conference in America. Mm -hmm. And, and you've got to be very good defensively to compete in that conference. And, look, even Iowa State, 7-11 conference record doesn't impress you, but they were competitive in that league, and it's because they win with their defense. Fifth in adjusted defensive efficiency, fourth in terms of turnover percentage, turning over their opponents a little bit less than 25% of their possessions. Chase you off the three-point line, really good defending the three at about 28.7%. But – Miami starting to play better. And I thought Miami's guards really exposed Auburn. And that's one of the things I talked about when we previewed the game on Sunday. It's like if they beat Auburn's press, Auburn's not going to be able to stop. And I think Auburn's guards just got dominated really by Miami Mm -hmm. in that game. And this is a Miami team that, you know, doesn't turn the ball over. I think the sixth least turnover percentage in the country and very well coached and credit Jim Laranag. I thought he really did a number on Bruce Pearl in that game. So, Auburn was exposable, but one of the things about Miami you also, uh, I think, would be a little bit of a concern is they're very reliant on turnovers in terms of scoring and maybe scoring in transition. And half court, they can be they can be had a little bit. Uh, and speaking of stagnant half-court offenses, Iowa State, if you like that, <laughs> that's Iowa State. Uh, they really struggle also in half-court. So Miami, I think what they're going to have to do is produce transition opportunities mm-hmm. against a team that doesn't really give you a ton of transition opportunities, that being Iowa State, because they slow that pace down uh, so much. So the line has moved uh, to Miami, though. I know the power rating guys kind of tend to favor Iowa State. And look, the Big 12 narrative, that has been the best conference in America, and I agree with that narrative. However, conferences don't matter. That's one thing I want to urge betters out there is 
don't handicap conferences at this standpoint because now every team is its own little individual cell, if you will. Mm-hmm. There's 16 different teams. The conferences doesn't matter. The ACC was down this year, and it was as down as it's been in many years, but they've got three teams in the Ace- in the Sweet 16, so it's not like, oh, I told you the ACC was good. No, they weren't, but they just happened to win their games, and that's how the NCAA tournament rolls. So if I'm to go at this uh, small lean in Miami, but they've gotten all the early support thus far. They have, and I will say this. They are still 5-1 to one to make it to the Final Four. Providence, the four seed, 4-1. to one. I mean, it's it's amazing the betting market and the respect or lack thereof for certain teams when you understand the draws as well. When we come back here, Wes, let's talk some Major League Baseball. Yeah, baseball. They're actually back. They figured it all out. So we're going to play baseball this year. We'll discuss. You come back with us right here at the Lombardi Line on VCD, the Sports Betting League. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup, like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, or hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing back the breakfast legends, oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and Simply OJ to bring it all home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru or pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. The uh, breakfast baconator, by the way, highly endorsed by Matt Eumann. I've so heard that. If that's not a great endorsement, I don't know what it is. So go cop one of those at Wendy's. Wonder uh, where Wendy's will end up on his. Uh, you know, he does his fast food lineup. I guess every each and did every it, year. Did it? Did it go up the charts? I think Wendy's has got to make a move up the board. Uh, speaking of uh, moving up the board, you look at Major League Baseball and some teams certainly on the rise with some of the free agent acquisitions we've seen in the last couple of days here. Major League Baseball has figured out their act. They're going to play all 162. Let's start off in the American League here and just get a brief overview here as we look at some of these divisions. And obviously in the American League, it's always the most intriguing when you look at the AL East, because I think you got three heavy hitters there. Okay, we all know New York, Boston. And if we, 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 I don't know if we still disrespect Tampa Bay. I don't know why we would. I know they're a small market team. It clearly has been working for years mm-hmm. now for Tampa. Okay. And to that point, the Blue Jays have joined the fight now in this. I mean, it really feels like it could be a four team race with all apologies to the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, Wes, how do you handicap? the plus money that you can win to win this division because I think the first four are all in play. Well, and and look, uh, this is now kind of maybe where Toronto's ship comes in. They're finally, by the way, back in Toronto where they don't have to play in Florida and Mm -hmm. they don't have to play in Buffalo. So at least they finally have a home. So that's at least a good thing for the Blue Jays, a feather in their cap. But Maybe this is the time. This is what they've been building for. They signed Kevin Gaussman in free agency. That gives you a rotation. You already have Jose Barrios there. You have Hinjun Ryu there. You mm-hmm. have Alec Manoa there. So you all of a sudden have a rotation that can be competitive to be able to win a division. And then the offense is going to be one of the better ones in the league. With They're going to match. With Vlad Guerrero Jr., with Bo Bichette. So, look, they narrowly missed out on the playoffs. It was like and, – and I think I was going over this all last season with Brady Cannon and some other guys here on VEASAN on on various shows on the network, it felt like Toronto was a next-year team. And I kept saying that all of last year. It's like, well, now next year is here. And, you know, we're going to see the Yankees – 
I don't think the Yankees weren't the usual Yankees in terms of the offseason, in terms of free agent acquisitions. Uh, the Rays, obviously, right there, you know, they win with the analytical approach. And Kevin Cash, I think Kevin Cash really struggled early on as a manager. It's almost like he was like the Brandon Staley <laughs> of Major League Baseball, where it's like eventually you kind of figure out how to put this all together, not only with, with, the, with the math and the analytics, but also your, just your strategy in terms of how you manage your bullpen, right. how you manage your pitching staff. You know, Kevin Cash is one of those guys. He was like the first one really to go to those opening starters deal where that's like, okay, they go one and a third, but he does. So he doesn't have like all five uh, full-time starting pitchers that, you know, are like a normal staff. So you're seeing like everything. It's a copycat league or a copycat sport. Other teams are now doing that, but I can't disagree. I mean, it just seems so weird to see the Blue it Jays does. the favorite in the American League East, so that's what maybe gives you a little bit of pause. But I think justifiably so. I think, you know, maybe this is finally the breakthrough year for the Six. Let's go to the Central here. And clearly, when you look at the White Sox, they're loaded. And you say you can understand why they are the overwhelming favorite uh, to win this division. But with the moves that the Twins have made, like notably Carlos Correa getting him. And I don't know that a lot of people saw that destination spot. And then if Byron Buxton could ever stay healthy for a full season, they've got sneaky talent. Now, maybe they don't have enough pitching to really compete with the White Sox and what they have. And you can understand why the White Sox are almost a $2 favorite to win this division. But the Tigers and Twins, I don't know what to make of, of Cleveland this year. And certainly the Royals look like they're a far away away team. Are, are either of those uh, second and third place teams right now at plus money plus six dollars do they intrigue you at all I don't know about winning the division but in terms of uh, what I might look at I think the Tigers could be a sneaky yes. overbet for for their season win total I think uh, you know remaking the roster getting a little bit younger I think that that's obviously a good thing for Detroit keep in mind Detroit was nine and 24 to start the season last year and then they went 68 and 61 so they played over 500 baseball they don't lose much in terms of free agency they still got Miggy on the books mm -hmm. for a really big contract but they've got move they've got uh, moves and you know to make in terms of like cap space and whatnot they They've slashed their payroll. The current payroll is $76.6 million. They were $200 million five years ago in, ab in absolute salary cap hell. But one of the things Detroit is going to have to do, they're going to have to do better in the uh, in the division games. They were either 8-11 and 11 or 7-12 and 12 against every single opponent, and that goes from the top to the bottom with the White Sox mm. and then all the way to the bottom with the Royals. So I still think the White Sox are, are you know. Clear cut. Yeah, even though they weren't able to, uh, you know, re-sign Carlos. Rodon, but they've got the young talent with Jimenez and Luis Robert and Nick Madrigal. Still got a good rotation even without Rodon with Lance Lynn, Giolito, and Dylan Cease. The one concern also for the White Sox, though, is a lot of these guys came off career years. They did. Can you duplicate that? So, look, there, there probably is enough of a gap where they're going to win the division, but I think it's closer in those win totals indicate. Like, White Sox are at 91 and a half. And every and Twins and Tigers are seventy nine and a half. Uh, Tigers especially. I know the Twins are getting the buzz with the Correa signing. I think the Tigers are sneaky to go over that win total. In the West, you can understand again Houston again here uh, ninety two and a half and the overwhelming favorite. Uh, their win total ninety two and a half. Seattle, Anaheim, Texas, Oakland now just dumped everybody. I mean they have just cut everything there salary wise. So I don't know how in the world you can make an overplay on the A's right now. But is it just really Houston in a runaway here? 
You know, it, it very well could be, but I do think that the uh, that the Mariners look. Uh, they have improved in terms of their acquisition, uh, in terms of what they got, getting Winker and Suarez. Basically, they, they got all the good Reds. Yeah, yeah, they were basically given. Speaking of dumping teams, that would oh, be boy. the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, that's of course my my team of choice. Uh, maybe not for much longer until Bob Castellini finally sells that team. But anyway, back to the AL West. Uh, <laughs> Seattle has definitely improved the talent up there. You know, they had a couple young pieces, uh, you know, with Hanniger and, you know, a couple a couple decent young pitchers. But adding uh, Suarez, who can provide some pop in the bat, and adding Jesse Winker, I think is a big deal. Uh, you know, Seager no longer a mainstay there in the organization. So Seattle could be the surprise team here. Texas Rangers, obviously, were very active in free agency. But I still... I still don't think that it's enough. I think that they're going to be more competitive, you know, based based on who they got in terms of uh, bringing in Marcus Simeon, bringing in Corey Seager, you know, getting a lot more aggressive. And they have certainly more talent on the roster. John Gray as well as a mainstay on that staff. But I still think this is the Astros' division to lose, even though they didn't re-sign Correa. But the Mariners are very much improved. Let's get to the National League. And as a long-suffering Metropolitan fan, I hate to begin this way with the defending reigning World Series champion Atlanta Braves. But that's where we have to start. It's ironic with all the the moves that the Mets made that, yes, the Mets are the small favorites to win the NL East at plus 140. But there are the Braves right after them at plus 145. And, look, don't count out the Phillies at plus 450. Look at the Nationals. My goodness, covered that team for a lot of years, down to 40-1 to to win the division. They look like uh, they are a long way away from competing again. What do you make of this division? And it looks like at the top, I really think it's a three-horse race, and it really could be teams beating up on each other. Yeah, it's a lot more competitive than I think the odds would indicate. By the way, the the Marlins are kind of like one of those buzz teams down the board that are getting a lot of support from sharp players. Uh, Look, I think the Braves, even with the loss of Freeman, they did bring in Matt Olson, so I don't think that it's going to be Man. that monumental no. of a loss, not being able to bring Freeman back, who, of course, is now with the Dodgers. Mets were obviously the aggressors. But if I was going off for this, maybe on value, because I think everything's priced in with the moves both the Mets and the Braves made, I would perhaps look at the Philadelphia Absolutely. Phillies, uh, who I think uh, are a lot better. I think uh, Girardi, you know, has done a, a relatively solid job there. But I think what hurts the Phillies a little bit, that bullpen's got to be better. And that's mm-hmm. why I think they're down there at plus 450 instead of being like maybe $2 or plus 250. Very quickly here, let's just look to the West here when you look at the win totals. And obviously when you have the Dodgers now, 96 and a half I mean, that, that is as high a total as you, you, you might. Oh my goodness, could you play the over there? Is it that easy for the Dodgers to well, win Well, they've won games? triple digits, so yeah. I guess you absolutely can play. Now, I think the Padres, I know they were the big disappointment. I do think that the Padres are going to be better this year, mm-hmm. uh, clearly. So I think that it's not going to be the runaway here in this division. But, look, when you got the Dodgers, when you're adding Freeman and all these guys, Woo-hoo. you can basically, like, rotate DHs. Keep in mind now, DH – in the National League, Universal. so you've got so many guys, uh, but the but the Padres, I think, just need that starting rotation to do better. If Darvish and Snell can bounce back, Clevenger is coming back from Tommy John. San Diego, I think, is going to be a lot closer to the Dodgers than they were last year. Just going to take for for an old guy like me to get used to watching pitchers not hit in the National League. I liked it. You want to throw inside, yeah. then you got to step to the dish. You don't have to do that anymore. Just saying, self policing. 
When we come back, let's talk about the night in the NBA and see if we can forecast some winners there. Come on back. It is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager, BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, you can convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is also sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is the Lombardi Line right here on Beeson. 
And let's talk a little bit about the NBA tonight as we're starting. You know, once March Madness really uh, ends here, we get into April, the focus really shifts to the NBA, certainly uh, for the futures market there as to who you think might come out of the East and West, respectively, and ultimately win the NBA championship. But specifically tonight, let's talk about the Hawks and the Knicks. This one opened with the ATL on the road as one-and-a-half-point favorites, a total around 225. Uh, Atlanta, by the way, not trending in the right direction, certainly if you've been playing them. One and eight ATS in their last nine overall. And how about the under? It's been a strong play, six and two in their last eight games. New York, by the way, it's been pretty good all of a sudden here. Uh, seven and two ATS in their last nine. The over has hit six of their last eight, and this number's been bit up to three. Wes, what do you make of it? Yeah, we kind of were waiting, I think, after the All-Star break to see if Atlanta could kind of find its form of last year. They have not. Now, they're right now they're in the 10 spot, 35 and 36. By the way, that is five games ahead of Washington or New York. So, you know, with uh, 11 games left to play and five back, that's going to be hard to make up for New York or Washington. Atlanta getting the money here. I kind of lean Knicks, but what I really uh, am probably going to go with if I do anything here is going to go with the total. Remember, this was uh, the first-round playoff series yes. last year where Atlanta did beat the Knicks in only five games. But the Knicks have won the last three here uh, of the matchups this season. So Knicks have kind of had their numbers. Atlanta second in the league uh, offensive rating, 115.6 per 100 possessions. But the defense cancels that out because they're 27th in D rating at 114.8. So that only gives you like a .8 net. Uh, Knicks obviously struggling to cover to uh, uh, score the basketball. But the defense over the past two weeks, Knicks sixth in defensive rating. So they have been playing a little bit better. Hawks in terms of the under, six of the last eight mm -hmm. uh, towards the under. Knicks have gone under three of their last four. Knicks obviously a slower paced team, 28th in possessions a game, 96.1. 28th in length of possession as well, 15.2 seconds. Uh, Hawks, despite their offensive rating, they're kind of like middle in pace and kind of at least just slightly under the halfway point uh, in terms of space of pace. So I think this is going to be a slower pace game. I don't know really what to do with the side. Hawks are getting the support, though. This open one and a half, now up as high as three and a half a couple places. I think still two and a half at BetMGM. I'd go with the under here, 227. That's widely available in the market. We know the New York fans do not like Trey Young. Can't repeat some of the things they say. Mm -hmm. But it, it was hotly contested last year, right? And I kind of like that villain aspect that Trey Young right. played in New York. Uh, so it's going to it, – it, it's not going to feel like a normal game here in mid-March uh, in the Garden tonight. It's going to have a little bit more energy there. So I wonder if that plays into it a little bit. But you're right. They're kind of sneaky. The, the Hawks are recently – uh, yeah. Playing to the under. Yeah. So, again, you think offense, Trey Young. And it depends on what you want to do with this game. Do you think bad offense, which the Knicks have, beats bad defense? Right. Uh, in terms of what the Hawks have, uh, would lean that way. But nothing on the side. But I do like the total under. Let's get to the Bulls and the Bucks. And the Bulls uh, kind of pre-All-Star game, they were the talk of the town, and in, in, certainly in the Eastern Conference, as a surprise. They've cooled off here in the second half a little bit. The Bucks are still the reigning defending champs now. This game uh, opened up about five and a half. It's been bet up significantly to seven and a half is what we're seeing here at BetMGM. And you see the total there pretty high, 233 and a half. That's also been bet up from the opener at 231. So let me give you some trends though, Wes. Chicago one and nine against the number in their last 10. Speaking of cooling off there. The under also has been a strong play in, in Bulls games. Five and one in their last six versus Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee better against the number here in their last eight, six and two against the number. And the under again, four and one in their last five meetings 
in Milwaukee. So do you follow those trends or what do you make of, of it? Yeah, that was a big win, by the way, last night for Chicago to beat Toronto. They were really on a bad Boy. streak there, uh, two and eight over their last 10. And it was especially big win because all of a sudden Toronto only two and a half games back at the Bulls. We talked about how the Bulls were like the, the top seed in the East for a while up there. And now they're down to five. They're only two and a half games away from falling out of the top six and having to play a potential play in matchup potentially against like a Brooklyn Nets, which mm-hmm. I'm sure that they would like to avoid doing. They'd like to stay <laughs> there uh, where they are, see if they can improve. Now you're going to try to win on the second leg uh, of, against a back-to-back against a team that, as you mentioned, with all those trends, Milwaukee, I think, has really had this team's number. We know that the Bulls, uh, the injuries have been uh, catching up a little bit with this team, and you're starting to see this get bad. I'm still seeing the, the screen get hit up to eight. Lonzo Ball is going to be out for the interim with the knee. He's already been out. Zach Levine's battling a knee issue. Uh, we've had uh, Patrick Williams, I think, just came back just from came being back. out with a wrist. Uh, by the way, no Chris Middle tonight he's going to be out with a wrist injury but uh, Giannis is going to give it a go he got upgraded to probable and when you look at what the Bucks have done against the Bulls this season only 102.5 possessions or points per 100 possessions in those two games against Milwaukee that is very good defense from the Milwaukee Bucks but neither of these teams as I mentioned are fully healthy, but with Giannis back, Bulls just don't have the personnel. Uh, in the two games against Chicago this year, Giannis has 64 points on 51.1% shooting from the floor, 28 rebounds, so uh, 32 and 14 you can pencil him in for based on uh, how he has played. Now, Patrick Williams is the guy, that's one of the reasons why you drafted him very high mm-hmm. out of Florida State, that maybe he's the guy to guard bigger guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo, but you know he only played 19 minutes last night. He's coming back from the wrist. I don't expect he's going to play heavy minutes. So the line has already been bumped up and uh, I probably can't play it simply because it's, it's moved already. And you got, you know, the bull shorthanded. I got to think that the size could dominate down low. Uh, Bulls, uh, uh, Bud, by the way, has been pretty solid against division teams, too. I believe 28 and one Mm -hmm. in his last 29 against the number. So I agree with the move. When the Bucs are favored by fewer than double digits in division games, seven and two straight up, six and three against the number. So. I think eight is probably a fair number. Uh, I would stay away. At this Talk point. about the Clippers and the Nuggets. And, again, Jokic, Nikola Jokic here. And right now, still plus money uh, to win the MVP. I'm seeing around plus uh, $1.35. Joel Embiid still the favorite here to be the MVP. And I wonder if that can change with what happens down the stretch here. Tonight, six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Clips. And that total sitting right around 223. What do you make of Denver? Because, again, you're waiting for the Calvary to help out Jokic. Right. But sometimes, specifically to that MVP case here, sometimes being alone helps your case. And Jokic has been alone for the majority of the year. And like Embiid, some people that don't want to play Embiid now go, well, now that he's got James Harden, it's going to take away. What do you make of that narrative and what do you make of Jokic and the Nuggets tonight? Yeah, and and perhaps this is a get-right spot for Denver. By the way, Clippers 0-3 straight up in ATS their last three. 
got killed by Utah three days ago, mm-hmm. and now you got to contain Jokic and the Nuggets. Nuggets, quite frankly, have not been playing amazing. They have played, not. Uh, four and four their last day because we know that the schedule was kind of going to get a little bit easier for them coming down the stretch. This is one of those quote-unquote easy games, but the defense has really been terrible. Mm-hmm. 117.5 points per 100 possessions, so that's got to get better here. Uh, the money has come in on the Clippers so far. I believe this open eight. Starting to see some six and a halves, including at BetMGM. Still a couple sevens out there mm-hmm. if you want if you want to take the Clippers to try to get at least what's remaining of a better of the number. But yeah, uh, looking at this, uh, Clippers aren't playing well. And Clippers, by the way, still in that eight spot right now. Still ahead of the Lakers, I believe, by four and a half games. So more than likely, the Clippers are obviously they are not going to catch up being six and a half back of Denver with right. only like a dozen games left to play so they are going to be in that playing scenario more than likely in that seven eight scenario where if you win that you become the seven seed in the main draw of the playoffs uh I, I the Clippers offense has really gone away I can't really back them in this spot but I need Denver's defense I need to see some improvement out of them because they were kind of the team right now when when they finally get healthy easy schedule that they were really going to move up the board here and still in that six spot two back of Dallas for the five final seconds here West very quickly is it just a two-horse race and Embiid and Jokic for MVP or do you think that Giannis to say eight to one or even a John Morant I'm seeing some 20 to ones out there yeah anybody make a late push I think it's a two I think it's either Jokic or Embiid I have a small lean to Jokic in that scenario if I had to vote right now that's probably exactly uh, the way I would go as well all right everybody have uh, have some fun out there with the NBA tonight hopefully cash some tickets want to thank Will Hill for joining us here uh, as he does each and every Tuesday right here on the Lombardi line Wes always enjoy the conversation don't go anywhere we got you locked and loaded all afternoon long right here on VEASAN the sports betting network At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.